Yo, man. Um, I just want to say Golden State's played Portland plenty of times, and they have whooped that ass plenty of times. Starts. You're saying that Steph Curry is going to get 20 points every single game. I can't talk about it no more after you said that. Because I know the state of mind that you're in right now. I'm not even going to do that to you, so. What's wrong with your man? Like, like why? I'm, I'm starting to not be a fan of him. If we're being fair, I think he's a little bit of a jerk on the court. And he's a little bit of a jerk off the court. Alright, welcome, welcome, welcome to your favorite basketball podcast, Get a Bucket. I'm your host, Trey. Andre won't be here. Sorry. Long story, you know, we kind of got into a little altercation. He was thinking he's better than me. I'm like, you know, let's solve it then. Let's try to figure out who, who's better. Let's go ahead and, you know, host our own weeks. Nah, I'm playing. He's just not here right now. We may do this from time to time. You know, it's actually kind of casual. Now, before I forget, uh, it's my little sister's birthday. She just turned 18. I just want to give a quick shout out to her. Love you, Pook. Now, um, I want to talk to y'all real quick about the playoffs. Why not? Eastern Conference. Uh, we have the Raptors versus the Bucks. And keep it a buck with you. The uh, the Raptors were down 2-0. But, you know, they came back and tied up the series. Kind of impressive. Back-to-back games. Uh, game three, Kawhi had the shoulder. The burden for the team. Played all 52 minutes. Or played 52 minutes while hurt. And uh, he scored eight of their 15 points in overtime. And, uh, I mean, he had help. Don't get me wrong. He had help. But still, he, he did have to shoulder a lot of the burden. And um, he was also had to guard He also had to guard Kawhi. I mean, he also had to guard Giannis, the MVP, who I think is the MVP at least. And they held him to 5 of 16 for, uh, from the field, which equated to 12 points. Uh, 7 assists, which is good, the assist part. And 23 boards, that's always impressive. 4 blocks, that's cool. And then eight turnovers. Eh, that part's a little tough for me. Um, and in addition, he fouled out. So you're kind of neutralizing Giannis a little bit while at the same time playing stellar basketball. Excellent on Kawhi's part. And showing and kind of getting that, that fire under the team. Because game four occurred. Bucks win. I'm sorry. Bucks lose. <laughs> 120 to 102. So it's an 18-point deficit for all you math junkies out there. Um, and the the Raptors team actually outperformed the Bucks team. The the bench played exceptionally well, um, as opposed to the Raptors bench. And in Game Three, uh, the Raptors actually scored twenty seven to the Bucks fifty four points off the bench. This game, they actually scored um, forty eight points to the Bucks twenty three points. So there's a difference right there. So they need to continue that. That's the key, really, for the Raptors in order to win. Toronto needs solid bench production. Really, they just need solid support from around Kawhi. And that's the same thing with Giannis. Can their supporting structure keep up? Can they help them stay afloat? Because those two players can easily get you a series. They just need help. Especially because these two teams that they're playing against, or the teams that each one of them playing against are actually quality teams, especially on the defensive end. Like I said, for me, the, it's, it comes down to which bench outperforms the other. Kawhi versus Giannis. I got to go with Kawhi right now. That's just because he's older, he's more skilled, and he, he's more skilled, and he's an elite 
defender. Uh, in game four, Kawhi only had 19 points, seven rebounds, one assist, but he did have four steals and two blocks. Giannis had 25 points, five assists, 10 rebounds, but only one steal and three blocks. So it's a comparison. Uh, it's a good comparison between the two. But like I said, Kawhi is a better three-point shooter. He's more skilled right now. Um, he has more of an impact on his team. So as such, Kawhi is a better player. But that's just right now. If I had to say who I wanted to build my team around, I would probably go Giannis. And that's simply because I'm a firm believer in you pick the best talent. You pick the best physical freak, if you will. Yeah, I don't know the best way to put that. But you just grab you grab one of those, and then you develop them over the years. That's what happened with Giannis. That's what you do with the a- Anthony Davis. That's what you do with a like a LeBron, like a Zion. Think like people like that who just come into the league and off gate. You know that okay, well they they are head above. They are head and shoulders above a vast majority of folk just because of their talents alone, just because their physical talents. Those are the players you want to have and you want to build your franchise around because. You can plug and play people with roles. You can get a floor general. You can get a sharpshooter. You can get a dirty, gritty player. But you cannot get a 6'11", athletic, I don't even know what to call him, forward who can bring the ball up like a guard. And the crazy thing is, I'm not even talking about Giannis. I'm talking about Kevin Durant right now. Giannis is a 6'11". Is same thing, really. But he kind of plays a little more down low. So these type of players are causing problems, you know? And the only thing that's overly stellar about Kawhi Leonard is, okay, like, for example, Jordan had big hands back in the day, right? Kawhi has big hands as well. That's the only thing that's stellar about him So, in terms of physical gifts. So, I'd go Giannis. Currently, right now, we have Kawhi better. But to build a team around, and I think Giannis will eventually become better than Kawhi. That's why I say uh, Giannis. I'd like to give a little couple of notable mentions. Shout out to Kyle Lowry. He's been hooping, hooping this round. Just saying, okay? 30 points one game, 25 points another. And he's 6 for 28 from the three this series. That's impressive. I didn't think Kyle Lowry had, had consistency like this. Um, Serge Ibaka, you know, he surged himself back up. 17 points, 13 boards in game four with a steal. Now, I want to see vintage Baca. I want to see Vintage Baca come back from the OKC days. That's where he was dominant on the um, on the defensive end. So that that's what I need to see. And then Norman Powell, small forward out of UCLA. Uh, he didn't really shoot overly stellar. You know, 6 of 18, that's 33% for you math junkies out there. Uh, however, he did score 18 points and four threes. So, you know, that helps. That, com- that, that contributes to the bench. If they can continue to do that, if the bench can continue to shoot well, the Raptors win this series. Um, shout out to Chris Middleton. He did drop 30. He was the only Bucks player outside of Giannis to do well. Did want to throw that out there as well, too. It's interesting to watch these teams because in the East this year, I was wondering how they would actually fare against the Cavs from last year. The ones with Braun, uh, Caleb, and all them boys, right? And Mr. Big Shot. Who am I talking about? JR, of course. Um... And it, it, it dawned on me, I actually think the Bucks, the Raptors, and the Celtics, and the Sixers, excuse me, they would have all won easily. Uh, five, six games, I think that's plausible. Um, I think Braun can get you one. But we have 
shown that he can get swept. I think the Pacers, they're tough. This year, Pacers, without Victor Oladipo, would lose in six, maybe five. Uh, they, I think they're scrappy enough to, to possibly just get you one. Um, but they had no answer for Braun. Um, the Celtics, though, however, I think they would have gotten by possibly barely. That's right. I said possibly barely. I understand it sounds weird, but we're just going to keep rolling with it. And the reason why I say that is the beef that Kyrie and Braun had, the ego, Kyrie's ego would have been centered around that as opposed to his beef with the actual Celtics team. So I think what we saw against the Celtics would have happened again against the, against the Cavs. Now, Braun is a hard mismatch against the Celtics. Um, you know, Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum are good defenders, but they're young. And physically, they can't really defend them as well as they should. So you have to rely on an Al Horford, but then that's kind of taken away from defense a little bit. So it's a little tough. You know, like Braun causes a little problem for them on the, on the offenses, on the defensive side. However, I think the Celtics have too much, and the Cavs defense wouldn't be able to handle the offensive weapons. I want to take y'all to the Western Conference. Portland has been disappointing. That's two sweeps in a row. That's three sweeps that, that have been on Dame and CJ's hands. I've said it before, and I'm going to say it again. I think you need to trade one of them. I think they're both two options. I, don't think you, I, don't, I do not think you can win with Dame. I don't. Um, I think you could trade Dame, and you get a lot in return for that. More than CJ. It's tough because I mean, you can go either way, but I don't think you can win with them. Um, you, you do have the playoff experience. Maybe... If there's someone who would be willing to package a star, an all-star for CJ, but I don't see that happening. That's why I say Dame. Um, but you need like a wing-type all-star, and then you may have something decent because Nurkic is okay. He's okay player. Myers Leonard, who was playing exceptionally well in Game Four, shows potential. You, they just never have had a real wing, a real wing player. And C.J. McCollum can run the point. So they really just need a wing all-star to complement C.J. McCollum. That's why I say you need to trade Dame. I mean, they had the lead three times in this series, and they were double-digit points, and they lose. You also don't play with against KD. You don't play against Boogie. And for one game, you don't play against Iggy. You don't play against Andre Iguodala, their best perimeter defender. And you get swept. Now, granted, Game Four was close. That's cool. That, that, that's that, that's cool. But you still get swept. I'm sorry, but as Dame, that was a fair team. Like, that was an even matchup against one another, and you got swept. Same thing against Anthony Davis last year. You got swept. I'm having a hard time believing in Dame Dollar, and as Andre would say, CJ McKillum. Yeah. I think it's I think it's time to consider trading Dame. If you can't find a reasonable All Star or, or or a reasonable young talent to trade for him, then you hold on to him and maybe try again. But their biggest need is the wing position. And then also, Damian Lillard is supposed to get the supermax. That's what he's going to be asking for. It's maybe a little bit too early to to give him that. You know, like I like Dame. I like Dame. Like he's a possible first team All NBA player this year. Good talent, but to me, I don't. I wouldn't give him. I wouldn't give him the supermax yet. 
He has to prove to me that he can get this deep again into the finals and actually perform better. I know he was injured this year, but I mean, if you if you're on the court, then you can't use that as an excuse. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, that's what I think Portland has to do. Y'all already know I couldn't talk about the Blazers and not mention the Warriors because they're in the finals for the fifth time in a row. And not too many teams do that, right? So why are they that good? A lot of people said, okay, well, because Kevin Durant joined the Warriors. That is true. That is true. However, they were 73-9 and prior to him joining. Uh, they did win a championship without him joining. Personally, it's really the two players who revolutionized the game today. And uh, Steph and Draymond. Believe it or not, we're saying Draymond revolutionized the NBA. Yes, people, the six foot seven Draymond who who came into the season overweight, but he still changed the game how we see it today. He brought along small ball and made and, and shown that it's actually attainable to or it's possible to get a championship playing this way. Of course, Steph drives the engine, but Draymond is the heart and soul of that team. Steph has actually been playing out of his mind with over 30 points a game in this series against the Portland Trailblazers. He also did work against Houston. So it begs the question, is he getting back to the 2015-2016 Steph? That was the unanimous MVP who we questioned, is he the best player in the NBA? Who we saw pull up from 30, who we saw make Chris Paul realize maybe he is too old for the game. And the you got to have more data. But if he can continue this in the finals, he can make a case for himself as the best player in the game. I know it's only the final. I know it's the playoffs. It's a short stint, but it's in a crucial time. You lost two All-Stars and one player who was supposedly take you over the top. If they play the Bucks or the Raptors, it really doesn't matter. Kawhi and Giannis are both top-tier players. We're talking about top three, top five type caliber players. And I personally put Steph among the top five, top ten. So if he can get above, if he can overcome those teams and in the same fashion that he did the Rockets and the Blazers, I, it's very possible he gets his first Finals MVP and could reclaim himself as the best player. Clay, I think, has shown he's quite ecstatic now that Katie's kind of off the team a little bit, and he's. Getting a bucket and some change. No pun intended. But he's getting a lot more volumes of shots. His shot selection can be a lot more risky, if you will. And therefore, he can get into a better flow as that second option as opposed to the third option. And Draymond is pushing the ball up, speeding the tempo, getting the defense off guard. And then like put that in combination with Steph and Clay, kind of working the perimeter and running around pretty much. You get a myriad of screens, and you get two players just hustling for the rebound. It's a good system to have. The Warriors are exceptionally well coached. Mark Jackson, shout out to you for that, for starters, laying that great foundation. And then Steve Kerr knowing how to work with the stars and work with the egos. Uh, That was a two-person job, so I think that was a well-coached, well-oiled machine like I said, from foundation as well as maintenance. But, yeah, I think the Warriors are actually doing pretty well and solidifying my pick whether Kevin Durant or Boogie and or Boogie actually play. They might surprise some folks. I know now that KD's gone, people are thinking, okay, well, Giannis is coming out of the East or 
KD's coming out. Of, I mean, Kawhi's coming out of the East. And sorry, I was thinking about KD for next year, but um, I don't think it matters who comes out the out of the East. I think the Warriors still win the finals. All right, well, you know, since it's just me today, I uh, hope you guys enjoyed the show. Personally, let me know how I did. Please subscribe. Get a bucket. All right, see y'all.